Hello. Hi, John. Ha-ha! <laughs> it's, it's you! Yeah. yeah. And it's also you. It is me. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. me, me, and also me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of miraculous. Here. Yeah. I mean, on yeah. the one hand, it's it's truly um, defeating the way mm-hmm. that life just bangs on <laughs> and on and on. But on the other hand, it's kind of miraculous that, you know, yeah. You, you, it's like, a, you know, leave a penny, take a penny. Sometimes we, we miss a week, we do a week, we do a lot of weeks, we miss a week, and somehow we always end up back here, don't we? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. we missed last week. Yeah. Did we miss the 15 weeks before that? When did I, I missed it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a joke from Office Space. That one goes out to my good friend, uh, the guy who does Dilbert. Oh, you guys know each other, huh? Didn't you used to do a cruise together? Yeah, you we and, both uh, work, work for the pointy-haired boss. Uh, you and Dilbert. We, yes, me and Dilbert. Oh, and, what a um, Yes, I was just reading a very interesting, and of course, as always, sad piece about him. Oh. Yeah, he used to be like a, like a, a normal, self-effacing, uh, nerdy guy. Yeah. And then he got middle-aged, and he Oops. became very... No, now listen, <laughs> there's approximately half of the population gets yes. middle-aged, and is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. On the other hand, O-T-O-H, okay. the other uh, 50%, they get a little bit weird and they feel like they aren't appreciated. Wait, you're saying 50% of middle-aged people have gotten a little weird? I think approximately, I mean, you have to allow for the P factor. Mm. <clears throat> What's the P factor? Oh, love? That it gets hard, harder to pee when you yes. get to be it middle-aged? Gets, it gets like 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 two walnuts. <laughs> it's really affected. each other. It's affected my politics. Let's Every pinch. time I stand there in front of the toilet and go, come on. Let's pinch this one. <laughs> this one will be hard and you won't know why. See. <laughs> I think I think my prostate might be from Tijuana. Aww. 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 You get one of those see, cool ponchos. Uh, did you say Senor Wences? I know. Close the door. Hey, jo- hey jo- Johnny. All right. I, I thought how about, funny he was. When we he were was kids. funny. I thought about putting some eyes on my hand the other day and doing that for for my kid. Yes, she's never seen it. Oh, it would she would. Like, lo- that is so rustic, John. It would be a freaking magic trick to her. Yes. Wait a minute. You just turned your hand into a face. Well, you uh, know, I got to say, I probably was not the first person. Well, I was probably one of the first few people to realize this. Senior Wences is uh, is in the business. We call it throwing his voice. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's and, and, and uh, ventriloquism, you know, it's it's gotten to be a dirty word, but it really oh. is a gift to make you think that something is happening somewhere else with your voice. Why, why, why is it a dirty word? Oh, it's one of those words. It's one of those um, <sighs> basic people things to say to like make something sound like I would say, for example, if I want an easy joke, I could yeah. say something about Florida or I could okay. say okay. something about uh, about Donald Trump. Sure. Or, or I could say, oh. Or like my the, the my bet noir the bane of my existence of course is m- m- magicians, uh, right? Which of which a ventriloquist is a kind. Okay, I, I, I have to check in with John Hodgman on that, but I'm pretty sure, um, I, I, all ventriloquists are magicians. Okay, a uh, kind of no, but, but which I mean, their lifestyle uh, creepy guys usually with facial hair. But now, senior Wentz says I picked up on the fact that he was throwing, as we say, throwing his voice, and a thing I used to do that I thought was very amusing in high school. So are you doing the thing with your hand where you're making a little talky face. Yes. So your thumb is like yeah. a chin. Hello. And, and what I would do is I would take my big ballpoint pen because I didn't know better. Eventually I went into paper mate and now today I use tool pens. Back then I'd use my Bic and um, I would draw a big circle for an eye on the top half and another big circle for an eye. And then there was a time when I would paint on a mouth, but I think that just kind of really, it kind of queers the, the effect. Uh, you could do that right now. You could draw, you could draw that on yeah. your hand and you could go greet, greet your uh, youngster. Yes. When yes. she comes home from school or similar or, you know, public uh, community service, whatever she's working on right now. Yeah. I, th- I think you could put two eyes on your hand and go downtown uh, and uh, put on enough of a show that you could uh, you, uh, you could buy a bus ticket with the money that you A full bus you, ticket somewhere, yeah. like maybe uh, Spokane? If, yeah. If you put your head down and you're like, hello, yes. as people walk by, yes. I, bet you could, I bet you could pay for a bus ticket. Two, by the two eyes, full hearts can't lose. Hi there. Now here's 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 my suggestion. I now you know like I think sometimes you got to be careful with bits. If you have oh. two, especially because the bit that comes that becomes a bit is okay. The bit that is a prepared bit, 
as with the the bloody chicken baby, is the kind of thing um, you got to be careful about. But wouldn't well, be kind of but funny? you've been in show business a long time, been enough, so long uh, enough to know that you can uh, that a bit that gets hammered into the ground is is that's the bit that you got to look out for. That's like the golden spike of comedy, mm, the hammered <laughs> bit. The, well, that's where the where the rails came together mostly. <laughs> but you're saying uh, that a prepared bit you is a less. Is... You got to be careful. But but I'm just thinking. My favorite line, the line that I thought was funny from Senior Wentz, is you could borrow, and you're sitting there. I don't know if you have a Barca lounger, if you have one of those large massage chairs. You're sitting there in a slightly menacing way, maybe in a darkened room, when your kid gets home, and you slowly raise your left hand and turn, and your daughter could see that there appears to be eyes on your hand yeah and your kid walks in it's like something from poltergeist or maybe a john ford movie framed in the door and you see a look of horror on your kid's face and then your hand says to your daughter close the door <laughs> close the door <laughs> so, right? uh, so, right? i i think i think uh i think you know the, uh, keeping her attention long enough uh-huh. To uh, to uh, she's at to, that age, isn't she? Yeah. Huh? So I think what I'll, what I'll do is I'll put the eyes on the hand. I'll pick her up at school. Um, she'll get in the car. She'll already have some. You know, there'll be something that she's. We be dressed about. as Dilbert while you're doing this. Nope, nope. Just right. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be. It's just gonna appear to be as any other day, a normal day. Oh, I see. This is. It really hangs on this feeling like any other day. Yeah, and then and then you know. We'll drive around. We'll do what we're going to do. She's going to say, why don't we go to Ka-chow. Yeah, Why don't we go to Wendy's and get a, a Frosty? I'm going to say, it's uh, we don't get to go to Wendy's every single day and get a Frosty. It wouldn't be a treat anymore. That's going to be an issue for a minute or two. Ask me about my coffee cakes, John. And, uh, and then at some point, something will happen. Uh-huh. Because where... oh, at this point, you've been... Now, let's see. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I should say, because I'm a right-handed person in most of what I do. Sure. And so I, would, I said left-hand, and that was racist of me. You oh. could draw it on any part you want. I would draw it on my left hand because I would need my right hand to draw it. Uh, oh, yes. interdafting. If but, I drew it on my right hand, it would look like a puppet with dropsy. But can you make your left hand convincingly talk well, as well as you can your right hand? Yes. Hello. I think Hello. so. Who turn the video back on? All right. Sorry. Do you remember, remember Johnny? Johnny is, is a hand that's in, in a box. Sorry. Sorry. And there, uh, well, there's Johnny. Yeah. There's Johnny's the hand. And then I forget the name of the guy. There's the guy in the box, and he's the one who goes, all right. It's all right. Close the door. Um, but then I'm going to yes. whip it out. You know, like you could, the, the point being, you could it seal along. it up to this point. You're hugging the wheel. Maybe you're, yep. you're using your uh, turn directional indicators. Yep. And, then, and then somebody in the, in the passenger seat pops up and says, hey, let's, can we go get a Frosty? Well, what's going to happen is we'll, we'll be long past the Frosty thing. And then I'm going to, at some point, she's going to say, do I have to go to swimming? And oh, I'm going right. to go, we got to get back in the swing. We've been traveling. We've been gone for 10 days. We just got, we got, we landed last night at one thirty in the morning. And you got to, you got to get back into, you got to get back into the swing. In the routine. Yeah. The, routine, her, the I, routine can be very difficult to get to, especially if uh, you're kind of shagged out from travel. Well, and, and we agreed last night, one thirty in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, she That's said. got home? Yeah. And your kid and, still has to go to school the next day? Well, so we're we're standing in the entryway. We're looking at each other. Oh we've no, a, you're about to have the conversation. Well, no, we've had a brutal day, you know. And, and have, just have the you, two of you, us. Have you and Mom? Oh, it's just you two. Okay, we flew across the country, connecting flight, three hours in the Atlanta airport. We did we did all things, and uh, and it was good. We did it, you know. We yeah. we we made it, and not only that, but you know, her her mom uh, uh, does the travel planning. Um, even when it's just she and I flying, the the little one and I, and her mom's a little Scottish, if you know what I mean, in terms of- I do. Of, I do. Yeah. She, she enjoys um, uh, Brigadoon. Well, yes, but she also wants to get a deal, and that's She's a little racist. She's not afraid to save a fenning here and there. Yeah, and the way she saves it in situations like that is not mm-hmm. putting me in economy comfort. And so both, so John gets folded into his chair. Both times we were in row in row thirty plus. Oh no! So you're 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 back by the ship box. Yeah, but but and 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 daughter in my elbow, I I I I showed her a couple of things, and one of them was I booked us a, an aisle and a window when there was no nobody in the middle, nobody between us. But this, you know, she in sports that's known as a screen pass, and taking a risk, right? Rolling oh, absolutely. The dice we've done it. We've done it at the movies. I do. I do competitive purchasing like that all the time. Yeah, 
Just and just it, no, without knowing, it's almost it's a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you because I had a lot of coffee and coffee cake, which I'd like to return to. But it's a little bit. You're right. It's a gamble. It's the same kind of a similar kind of thing to Prisoner's Dilemma, where you have to act on incomplete information to infer what other people will do as a result of your decision. And in, in, will in somebody the, pick up that seat literally next to me? Well, a lot of times there's they, they don't have a choice, right? The, uh, on the I'm first the of movies, the flights, but yeah, the, absolutely. The, the smaller of the two flights, it That's was just an hour be a long rebooked flight. Person between you yeah. and your kid, yeah. And and I talked to her on the way to the airport, and I was like, "Look, somebody's going to end up in that middle seat, and then we're going to have here's our three choices: we can talk to the gate agent, we can uh, we can just let it ride, and talk across a random person, or we can talk to that person and see if they want to switch." And she she decided that what we would do is talk to the person when we got on the flight. The person was oh, a. I bet you love that. Yeah, the person was a, a young man. From you, for, I, I, for, for any one of the three, because because I put it in her hand. Like, which of these do you want to do? The adventurous response. And so we got on the plane. It was a young guy. Uh, she said, "Do you want to trade?" He said, "That's fine." He sat by the window, went to sleep, and and but on the flight, the long flight from Atlanta to Seattle. I said, here, let's go up and talk to um, the counter agent. And we went up, nice lady, where we got there a little early. And I said, hello. Um, we booked our ticket so that there was an empty seat in between us for the long flight. And the woman said, yes, I see. And I said, I don't know if this is going to be a completely full flight. I don't know how it's all going to shake out, but can you tell us, does it look like there's anyone in that seat currently? Mm -hmm. And she went, no, there's no one there now. Hmm. And I said, and I said, and my, and my kid is watching very carefully. And I said, why? Huh? Well, great. Um, I guess, um, we'll, you know, we'll check back. But you did and, specifically ask, and, and on certain you said now. Well, and the woman looked at, looked up at me mm-hmm. and looked down at her computer and went, and she said, I'll, "I'll tell." And when she said, she said, "I'll tell her," but what she meant was the 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 stewardess that was in charge of the flight. She said, "I'll tell her to leave that one open." Mm, that's so nice. And and my kid was watching, and I said, "Now, do you see that?" Is, all I did was humanize that seat for that particular person. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. It went from being an inert, empty piece of aircraft material to being like a metonymy. Yeah. Here is a seat that actually is in between these two people that I've met that have talked to me in a, in a polite way. And so then that woman who has no, uh, she, there's no skin off her nose either way. I mean, if, if someone put a, if someone put a, a, a like a, a, a cage full of rats yeah. in that seat, it wouldn't make a difference to her, except it also doesn't make a difference to her at, to put a little check mark by a thing and say, let's leave except that one so open. As far as it's things. nice to be able to, power is too strong of a word, but it's nice to be able to like deploy your power in yeah. ways that are kind of cool. Yeah. For and once. so I said, you know, this, uh, sweetheart. Like this is the opposite of being a Karen, right? Because my my kid is really zoomed in on Karens. Uh, everywhere we go, again. she's like, I feel like it's, it's hot. hot again. She really loves it. You know, she loves to see people in the wild who are making a fuss, and it's obvious that they are not on the side of justice. You know, mm-hmm. she likes to see it because because it's because it stands out to her. It's like a, it's like wow, like look, look, look life lesson happening right in front of us. And so I said, you know, this is, we didn't make a fuss. We didn't ask for anything. We just humanized ourselves and we made that blank box of which this person has seen thousands and thousands of those blank boxes. Right. And we just turned it into a space. Do you think they've ever gotten a thank you note ever? I doubt it. But she, they, just they do left. their job. They do the job every day. That's right. And, and I was great. I, and I was grateful to them. And, and we, you know, it, we we stopped short of winking at each other, but it was a little human moment. It's just like, hi, I'm a thing, and this is my other thing, and you are a thing, and, and that's that's really the basis of most of my airport strategy is just to be to be myself and to be decent. But like, it's such an easy I'm gonna say ask. I hate that word. Hey. It's such an easy decision to say like I'm gonna be less horrible than all of these other people who <laughs> seem like they're trying to be horrible. And the thing is, oh, and the key is if that 
if the woman was like, oh, sorry, there's a, I'm going to put a high school football player in that seat and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. You just go, thank you. I mean, you know, there, there, you can't, no expectation. They say you can't fight City Hall, but what they should really say is you, you can't fight the person who assigns your seat on an airplane. You can't. But so we got home at at, at one thirty or whatever, and we look at each other in the hall, and we've had a we've had a long day, but it's been a good day. We had that empty seat in between us that felt felt like a victory, and she said, "Can we? I want to go to school tomorrow, but can we push a little bit?" <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, she, she, you're making this up. No, she pulled a Merlin man. She well, said, she also pulled a John Roderick with all due respect. She said, can but we But also push? the way you tee it up yeah. to be like, listen, like like, some, like somebody's had like, oh, the first day of a sales class. It's like, First of all, make it seem like it's their idea. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website and engage with your audience and sell anything, whether it's your products, the content that you create, uh, even your own time. Uh, So much you can do with Squarespace. You can create a community on your very own Squarespace site with a fully integrated commenting system that supports threaded comments, replies, and likes. And you can use Squarespace's powerful blogging tools to categorize, share, and schedule your posts. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so they look great right out of the box. Uh, Your your content will automatically adjust to whatever template you choose. Uh, Your site looks great on any device or dingus. And maybe you want to save time on cross-posting. Well, you can. It's built right in because Squarespace can auto-post your stuff to Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, personal or brand pages. All post entries and images are optimized and tagged, so descriptions and titles will be correct uh, wherever you are posting. I'm a big fan of Squarespace, and uh, and you're using Squarespace right now because that, of course, is where we host the Roderick on the Line podcast. Uh, they've been great to me, and they're going to be great to you. So head on over to squarespace.com slash supertrain. Get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code SUPERTRAIN. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, squarespace.com slash SUPERTRAIN, offer code SUPERTRAIN for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. I just want to be very clear. I would love to go to school tomorrow. I'm not even entertaining for a moment at 1.30 a.m. whether I wouldn't go to school tomorrow. Because, of course, I would. But I can't. I would request yes. a push. So she requested a push. And I said, you know what? I think a push is in order. Hell yeah. And so uh, we woke up at 9.30 instead of 6.30. You woke up at, woke up at 9.30 a.m. today. Yeah. After after going to bed at oh, 1.30. My, 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 my people, and this is high school, admittedly, but they leave at like, uh, usually like 10 till 8. Yeah. 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 That would be us too. And so. Woke up at 9.30. Uh, because we'd been gone for 10 days, there was no food in the fridge. So I took a hot dog bun and put cheese on it, uh, put it in the toaster. It's going to be January all over again. And then I oh, microwaved no. it. But you had to figure out how to get the cheese on. No, no. I, sli- I sliced the cheese in the shower. I sliced the cheese. I uh-huh. microwaved it so the cheese melted. Mm-hmm. And then I cut up a Land Jaeger and I found uh, a bunch of uh, yogurt-covered pretzels. And I put it all just for, into- for our new fans, our new listeners. Uh, a Land Jaeger is like a slim gym with a master's degree. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a fancy German. It's a it's like a pocket. It's a, walk so- a, it's a German for uh, das walking around sausage. That's right. It's like it's a sausage candy. It's basically a candy, sausage but it's candy. made of sausage. Okay. All right, all right. And I and I handed her the thing in like a in like a Amazon bag, like a like a plastic bag that you mean like a little uh, puffy a puffy spacer yeah, bag, puff, puffy spacer bag. Handed it to her and I said, look, there are no fruits or vegetables in this house right now. So uh, the closest you're going to get to a vegetable is these pretzels. Mm-hmm. So good luck. God bless. And she was like, I'm, for one day, I think I can ride. So that was, our, that was our morning. And I feel pretty, I feel pretty good about it. I think you should feel outstanding about that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, I got, oh, there's a lot of, a lot of handles on that suitcase. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. When was the last time you went to, uh, hello, hello. Did you get well, 
Hello, 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 John. John, did you get the photographs that I sent to you? I did. All right. Oh, there's one of them is a little gif. Yes, and uh, in this case, Johnny uh, is wearing like a whole per- body person suit. Uh, that's right. <laughs> when was the last time you were in the American South? Hmm. <clears throat> jeez, um, that's difficult to answer. I'll tell you one that really pops out. And I won't say this is the last one, but one that really pops is um, uh, a guy who liked stuff like podcast stuff that I did invited me to do a talk at a real estate conference. Oh, oh what's the South Carolina oh, slave city? Uh, uh, Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. yeah. So um, invited me to come <clears throat> visit down there in Charleston and do a talk. And that was really super interesting because I guess if, what I, if I ever knew about the history of Charleston, it fell off my brain and it was really quite amazing to, I needed a place to smoke a cigar. So I walked around in there. I think it's called something like Charleston Marketplace. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh-huh. this did used to definitely be a marketplace. Yeah. There's definitely, it has like an upscale flea market feel. But yeah. I think that was where they used to bid on people. Well, they used to bid on people almost every street corner in Charleston. No, that market is like a... Uh, that's like that's, an old um, uh, mercantile or something. Uh, well, it's like a Pike Place market. Yeah. except. Anyhow, I, I yeah, that was the last time I think I was there. I mean, I've... I've dipped in and out. I've gone through airports. I'm trying to think. That was the last time, just and that's at least like ten years ago, where like I had it. My destination was more than, a, you know, at least one evening in the south. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. What? Well, did you go? Did you go? It's none of my business. You flew through Hotlanta. Was that also your destination? No, we went to Charleston. No kidding, Charleston. You did you did you know that I didn't know that? I didn't know that you didn't know that. Okay pretty city but, but it, it, it is a pretty city i had never been uh, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd never like, been like savannah it is a funny mix of stuff where you're like oh there's a lot of new but there's still a lot of old here well and we went to savannah too so yeah, we savannah spent Savannah's incredible yeah we my spent, band played it uh scad oh, once no kidding yeah. did they mm-hmm. you know scad seems to run that town there's there's That's cool only, there's only <laughs> five or a six, lot of people there's only five or six buildings in savannah that that appear not to be owned by SCAD, which is the Southern Continental mm-hmm. Art Ar- Diversity. Architectural Digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some kind of, it's like a, it's like the RISD of the South. <clears throat> uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, probably. There you go. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we spent, what, what was it? Uh, four days in uh, Charleston, is four days in Savannah. There? Is it is it a pretty time to be there? Um, it felt, yeah, it felt right. Considering it was 40 degrees in Seattle, uh, except for the couple of days where it was 30 degrees, uh, it was between 75 and 80 degrees in both Savannah and Charlotte. What? And, in uh, March? Yeah, it was unseasonably oh, warm. That I mean, so I grew, grew up most of my post-12-year-old years in Florida, and yeah, wow, that seems quite warm for March. It was warm, and everybody was commenting on how warm it was. But it was also, there was a pollen bloom, so everybody was commenting on that. You know, people like to comment on People love to comment on the pollen. Have you seen the pollen blooms? So I had never been to either place, because the long winters had no mm-hmm. big audience in um, in the genteel south. And uh, I'd never had a reason to go. You know, there wasn't, I'd never did that road trip that particular those are two i mean there's a lot of beautiful cities in the south with, with really wonderful people but those are two that i have to say like just off the dome if you made me name like my five favorite beautiful cities in the south that would be two of them yeah yeah i and I mean, I, like savannah I, I mean like well there's a reason that you know remember that movie or the book and then the movie midnight in the garden of good and evil sure like the you know there is definitely like it was a look and also savannah has like it has like those elements a little bit of like austin or a little bit like parts of nicer parts of DC. It's got the kind of like old buildings and it's just a nice place. I wouldn't mind being like a, a an associate professor who lived there. Yeah, and I was prepared for Savannah because people talk about it. Uh in the in that in the, those in that way, right? Oh, the the Spanish moss and the and the old architecture and it's beautiful and spooky and all this. Uh I, I had no I was not prepared for Charles. I hadn't heard that much about it, I guess. And what I had heard had didn't really, um, I hadn't seen a bunch of movies about it or there, I didn't have any romantic expectation of it. Uh, hmm. how'd you find and, it? 
Uh, well, you turn left at Albuquerque. You know, I had a strong hunch that you were going to say that. And that exact thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, mm -hmm. I think I think what I do is I just did a variation and I think a vaudeville joke. Uh, yes, you do. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> How yeah. the elephant got in my pajamas, I'll never know. I'll never know. <clears throat> uh, but I was, <laughs> you know, you're always living here on the West Coast and feeling like, um, wow, it's really hard to live here now. It's kind of hard mm. to be a grown-up and it's hard to know what to do. And What's that page of the Lion song? Is it something like it's hard to be a person or it's hard to be, maybe it's hard to be friends. But like, yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to, to be, be a lion. Well, I had actually a little piece that I wrote, or depending on your point, if you didn't write a couple of weeks ago about how I think in particular it's difficult to be a or a italicized person in Florida, uh, especially. But like you're right on the West Coast, like it's I think life's getting hard, dif difficult in new and unexpected ways. In ways, things used to change slower and used to go a little bit less weird. Do you think it's a pace? Partly a pace? Is it a economy like jazzed up economy issue? Because Charleston, I, I say again, I'm not trying to rely on. I promise you, and I'm, I'm not trying to make broad generalizations or rely on like stereotypes, but it is more genteel. The people there are very nice in that Southern way where it helps to learn the code, but they're all, they are generally like very kind people. Everybody I met there was really nice to interact with, um, but it also, it has a different um, pace, different feel. Like it's, it, I don't want to say that it's just less hurried. I'm not saying they're like all taking naps or something, but it definitely got a different feeling than like, uh, you know, trying to get a, an F train in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Or trying to get, uh, trying to get on the BART. Yeah. Uh, to, to make it more of a San Francisco reference. Trying yeah. to get to 20, the 22 Oakland film airport. Or let's call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. You know, I used to 10 years ago on this program, mm -hmm. um, I used to talk a lot about what I thought was everybody's obligation uh, oh, obligations as as like citizens, civic civic obligations. Civ civic obligation. That's that's the word we really brought back. I think. Uh, yeah. I no, think honestly, so. civics. Yeah. And and all of that kind of led up to me deciding that I wanted to run for office because I felt like I do believe this that we have these obligations to one another. And what I realized in running for office was that oh, that's actually a profession. Running, being a politician is a professional job. What I should. I, and I thought what running for office was, was an obligation that was maybe a 19th century idea that like, well, you know, I've been, I've been running this, this Grange Hall for a long time and now I'm going to go to Congress. I'll tell you what you think of a movie I watched finally last week, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty of Valance, mm -hmm. which is a very good movie. Um, especially it's, it's a Western from yeah. like 1962 with Jimmy Stewart and uh john wayne and it's maybe probably for better or for worse what the movie where john wayne calls jimmy stewart pilgrim a lot but mm. what what i wasn't prepared for is like jimmy stewart is this nerd who's graduated from law school like he's really wants to do everything by the book and with the law i think that's the model you're talking about a guy who ends up it's the story it's like my darling clementine you know okay corral kind of thing sort of or Deadwood, where like, except instead of showing up and being the guy, the, the, the courageous guy with the gun, you're an even more courageous guy with law books. And I, I'm, and I think the it's law books, your duty, right? The law books are the key there, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. what I realized in running for office is like, oh no, it, it isn't just, a, it isn't a citizen thing. Like stand up and, and, and do your civic duty because it's a, because it's a job. What you should do is what what I was what I should have been encouraging people to do, and I think am am doing now is like apply your skills. Some people should be politicians, and mm -hmm. you should start at a young age and make that your job. It's just like being an entomologist, or in, in my world, a manager. A being manager. a practitioner and a manager can and often should be very different things. Not everybody who's a good practitioner will make a good manager, but there it you go. really is a very important job to do well. But but I feel now like the the experience of going to Charleston mm -hmm. and Savannah <clears throat> and just experiencing the American South as a, as a person who spends a lot of time, I think as we all do in the United States, but I think around the world thinking geographically about the United States or about whatever country you live in, right? I'm sure if you live in Hamburg, you're thinking about the Bavarians in a certain way and whatever mm -hmm. that way is. 
<laughs> you know, the Bavarians are not you, right? The Bavarians but, are but making like, these decisions. I, I'm now, I've only just become aware of this because of some of my, I was about to say studies, watching a lot of things about World War II. But those <laughs> subtleties between the Prussians were often the officers, right? Mm-hmm. Bavarians were sort of the, like, isn't, the Bavarians were sort of like the robust, like when you think of, well, Germans, you think of Bavarians, right? But there's, and then, but then you've got like the East Germany stuff and like you know, Eastern Germany stuff. And like those all have, in the same way that, that a, somebody who knows the difference can tell the difference between a Charleston accent and an Atlanta accent, you would know the difference when you met this guy at a party in Stuttgart. You would know probably whether he's from Prussia or Bavaria or whatever. Right. Well, sure. Whether if he, if he, if he ordered uh, Svi more beers and he held up his, his thumb, gave him away. But, yeah. but, for me, as somebody who thinks about America, I really hope that a lot, doesn't fuck me up Sunday. It was Jude Law that it's happened gonna to. Get you. Not Jude Law, the other you. one. Who did it happen no, to? It was the other one. Magneto, it's a handsome guy. guy. It's a handsome, yeah, handsome Magneto kid. guy. And that undid the whole thing. That undid the whole thing. Do you yeah. think you could Although, pull it off if you were down uh, in a rat scaler? Uh, there was a lot more about that movie that I that I am gonna that I'm gonna I, call I bullshit on. I have been on. given to believe that Inglorious Bastards may not have been a hundred percent factual. Exactly. That's down. the thing. That's the thing. I think. I think. Uh, Shoshana I think, did have a lot of nitrate prints, though. The thing that that bothered me the most about it was its lack of historical accuracy in some key in some key elements. Some key element. I'm I don't. Mad I didn't get to see the Jew bear kill. <laughs> I don't think Hitler got shot in the face eight hundred times. Oh yeah. I don't think that. That's. I was just it. trying to enjoy a nice evening at the movies. But going to the South was really important. Mm-hmm. Like it really affected me, and I'm hmm. I'm still processing how. Oh, I'm still processing all the ways. Oh, um, okay. This is sorry. I, I keep gibbering and jabbering because I don't know where we're going, and now I know where we're going, and that's I'm going to hang back because that's fascinating. Yeah, and I think it's something. It's got me thinking now. Is that what is that what brought you there? I mean, again, none of my business. Were you there for a specific reason or just a general like going there reason? Well, so it's it's a little that, bit that, that just because like I'm just saying like did you have to go there for a funeral to no. settle an estate to bury it's, somebody or something non death related? It's a little bit comfort zone, challenge zone, mm-hmm. uh, related. Oh, uh, yellow zone. In the in the sense that uh, I'm trying to figure out how to how to have travel uh, reenter my life, but not connected to going to the same cruise and Comic Con events every year because i'm no longer invited to those mm-hmm. and does that mean i've been and we've Lucky. talked about this already like am i in retirement now yeah, am yeah, i somebody yeah. that just goes to vacation i don't know how to vacation it does make you start to realize especially for somebody like me less so for you but like especially for me like how much i i would really prefer not to travel and if i do travel it's something i prefer usually not to be doing i can get into it but like how much travel have you had in the last 15 years that's been just because you really wanted to go somewhere well, and felt right. challenged by it even. But I feel like what I've always done is what I've wanted to do is either gin up a an adventure, like walking across Europe. I, I wasn't trying to accomplish anything, mm-hmm. uh, but it was an event. It was not just like I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go from museum to no, museum. It's weird when that when that that guy climbs the side of a Yosemite mountain. Oh, they think help. it's weird. Well, he is, he's he's very weird. weird. I don't like that yeah. guy at all. But the point is, like, ginned up adventure is what adventure usually is. Yeah, otherwise right. it would be a tragedy. You put a framework together. You you, you buy some treks and you build a, a a thing that looks like a water wheel, and then mm. you fill it with with your hmm. flesh and blood. Yeah. Um, and and I've I've always I've always tried to do that, and now I'm realizing like, oh, I have all these new. They're not just options. Some of them are obligations. I need to keep engaging with the world and I'm going to have to gin it up because I'm not going to Lake Arrowhead every year. Does that uh, ginning up involve, it means the making of a plan, but does it also involve a certain, certain rules or guardrails about how you'll conduct yourself? Well, the, the rules and guardrails are, I don't generally just roll the dice on like, well, I've never been to uh, Turkmenistan. <laughs> oh, like I pass. want, I want there to be. That guy seems like kind of a dick. He is a dick. Yeah. I want there to be some reason, mm-hmm. a raison, if you will. Well, and if you like in the in Hitchcock terms, a MacGuffin. Like I used to say, like there one way to is. motivate you could a simple way to motivate yourself to take a walk is you get to get a Starbucks coffee when you yes. arrive there. Like you need but you need a MacGuffin. You need something, you need a Maltese Falcon for your film. 
Yes, right. There has to be there has to be a gem that we're seeking. There has to be a mystery we're trying to solve. Oh, the case of the missing diamond. But in this instance, my daughter's mother right now is uh, is an executive in the cybersecurity uh, line. And as you know, cybersecurity uh, people, oh, I've already said too much. Yes. Um, but there's a Just lot. Just it's regular of, security. It's regular. <laughs> She's a Pinkerton. Oh God, she was such a hot Pinkerton. She's a vice president at Pinkerton. Whoa, does she have an outfit? She's, she's breaking strikes, mm. uh, but oh, she never. Oh man, she's. Are you see? You saying that she's an executive goon? <laughs> she's an executive goon. Yeah, she stands on. She stands on top of the warehouse, <laughs> pouring, pouring. <laughs> <laughs> but so she's going to all these different conferences now, that are in a kind of global. Like, oh, well, this year it's in Singapore and next year it's in Iceland <laughs> type of black hat, white hat. Although we don't say that anymore. Um, master bedroom. I would definitely turn off your Wi-Fi when you're there, though. <laughs> just just right. FYI, a little tip, a well, little pro tip. No, we've, we all have suits made that are Faraday cages now. And, oh, I, huh. all, right. and I just, I look out through a little tank visor. Now, if you go to Charleston, you could get a hoop skirt that's a Faraday cage. That'd be a kind of a, a fun look. Oh, Maybe you could have a servant under it. <laughs> My stars and garters. So anyway, she had a conference that was only a three-day long thing, but, and it was in Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I said, now, let me just hitch my wagon to that star. There is no earthly reason why uh, this particular, what would be considered by most to be a kind of drag trip out to a, out to a golf resort right. to sit around a conference room with, I've been with to a, a bunch of, of people and, you know, and put been up to, your been slides. To San Diego that way. I've been to a lot of places as the plus one. And I think a lot of people listening to the program probably have to go to Hilton Head at some point this year and put up their deck. Make sure you bring your clubs because the, the golfing is outstanding there. So amazing. I'm sure you can rent clubs if you don't have them. Uh, but so I said, look, if you're going to be there, that's all I need. That tiny little like uh, pin in a map. Right. Now, instead of you know, you going and going and, and having this thing be as short as you can possibly make it in order to get back in time for a swim on Friday. Right. What if we took, uh, our, our child who is no longer little, but is now middle is now medium. She's a medium child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take medium child out of school for a week, go to school and say, look, we're, we're, we're leaving school for a week. I know that's terrible because this is the week that you're covering, um, Whatever, whatever, whatever the, the uh, latest so thing is. Covering on uh, not learning multiplications tables. Here is the not learning multiplications program that I you had were going to gonna, ruin this whole table for this. But what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to visit Fort Sumter. Oh boy! And we're going to tour a plantation. We're all started, John. I know, and we're going to go down to the you know we're going to go look at uh, at the slave quarters behind the manor house. We're going to go and we're going to do a week in. Um, in Charleston and Savannah and, and she's going to keep, she's going to keep notes on what she's experiencing and she'll be ready to, to deliver those to the class when she gets there that's good. Uh, on her return. But that's secondary even, that's just to keep you, keep the school off my, off my trail. Mm-hmm. And so we, sh- the, the little one and I pinned ourselves to what would have been an otherwise unremarkable um, conference room based three day trip to, uh, in and out of Hilton head. Were you, I mean, like, but were you, Hmm. I, I'm, this is, I'm trying to ask a question to be polite, but really I want to assert something here. I think Go. on trips like this, whether it's going on the Jonathan Colton cruise or going to Hilton head for a business thing, you have to have such a clear idea up front. This is something nobody talks about in public, but everybody talks about behind the scenes. Oh my God. I can't believe I brought my family to this thing. Like that was such a bad idea. Had you worked out ahead of time how you would be dividing up the experience and even accommodations and stuff, like where she would be able to concentrate on her work and you guys would be able to concentrate on your adventure? So here's the trick with that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 this is, you're exactly right. And the problem is that when I don't like she's being right, but it's really been true in my experience. When she's in her three to four day long conference thing, yeah. that's 100% consuming, like a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, of her attention is required. 
And the, uh, and unfortunately bringing us along, the danger is that we will actually subtract from her attention. It's, it's so much more difficult than it sounds. And like the problem is if you're like me and you're not a, a, a before I was a, I wouldn't call myself a veteran of these things, but when I was really just a raw recruit at these things, I would make the category error and go like, oh, you know what? Hey, listen, I'm pretty sure this will wrap up in an hour. Well, actually, right. I'm, not, I'm not sure of that at all. So right. why don't you guys go ahead and get dressed up or you go ahead and go to the beach and I'll meet you there. And do you know what I'm talking about? And, oh, yeah. And you're so, and you're not, of course you're not sure, but you figure you'll be able to pull it off. And then you have some kind of like a succession type situation where you're like, oh, not only will I not be joining you at the beach, but I didn't contact you for two hours because we went into some kind of low ropes course tunnel or something. And like, I'm. And you're I, standing there with your corsages on and, and where's this is, daddy? That's partly the reason why, John, that's partly, I know we get more takeout than y'all do, but this is why I now say things like I'm not in charge of what time the food's going to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't make promises anymore. I'm out of the business of making assurances. And while they used to be entertaining and fun, I realized it's just a way to set you, both of you up for disappointment, to mm-hmm. kill your own credibility, to hurt your career, and to hurt your family. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm just going to, you guys, you guys just go hang out here. I'm sure nobody's going to come up and get selfies with the baby in a way that would be weird. What we, what, because we've made all those mistakes, right? And and the and the the biggest mistake, the worst mistake you can at least make you can is leave the, Lake Arrowhead. You can't leave a boat. You can't really leave Lake Arrowhead. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. you just roll straight down the hill. The uh, the 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 biggest mistake is to think that you can have it all. To think that you can yeah. have your family there, also do all the touristy stuff, and devote your time to your job, and get all the sleep you need. And so, what what I came to a long time ago was this kind of principle, which is, look, we know this is a business thing. And so we're going to, we're going to have separate accommodation. So smart. And it sounds, we, it sounds so weird and wasteful, but it's the only way to fly. It's separate. Yeah. And while you're in business mode, you have no obli- you have no responsibility to us. The only challenge for you is going to have, is going to be that you have to put whatever, um, envy or desire to be with us while we go do things, you have to kill that. Because if you were on this, if we hadn't come along, you would be on this and we would would be checking in at about four 30 most afternoons (laughs) to say hi and then maybe do it like tuck in or something. But that's, I mean, you'd be zooming with us and there'd be, and, and you'd be in the, in a conference hall and there'd be somebody in the background, you know, a lot of noise in the background. And so even though we're in the same place as you, you just have, have to act like we're not. Yeah. Act like we're not. Mm-hmm. And the, what that, what that means is that when you're done with your job, then we're actually, you don't have to fly back. We're here. We've, we've, we're queer. We get we're used, used to, to it. it. Yeah. But we also know stuff about the town now and we're ready to receive you for yeah, the next. Like you could do like, a, if, if you can have a day tacked on at the end that or, is or, firewall. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like in the sense of like, no, there's no, we don't need to like, I know you're not like this, but I am. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. This is how I am. Like the thing <laughs> is it, it, it oughtn't be a day when you have to leave. Right. It oughtn't be the day you have to check out. It ought to be like, to me, the best thing would be too fully clear. You get a night before you get a night after, or at least one, probably two full days of like, there's nothing pressing us on either side of this. That's how you have fun. You say, okay. And you clap and you say, I'm done with work. Let's, let's go to the market. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's hard. It, I, I won't, I won't pretend that it is not harder on my daughter's mother slash partner because, because they're at work, you know, like she's, she's bringing home the bacon yeah. and frying it up in a pan. Does she, uh, well, it's none of my business, John, but does she, does she, I don't know. Never let you forget you're a man. No, no, no. I, I, oh, you forget I'm, a lot. I'm 100 percent forgotten, and uh, and whether or not I'm a yeah, man that, is uh, irrelevant. Uh, your first amnesia be a masculine amnesia, <laughs> but but it is, and th- so this is something we're still trying to work out. Oh right? yeah, because, it's, it's, this is not simple or easy no. or anything. And there are so it's so easy to accidentally hurt somebody's feelings on any side of this, or everybody's feelings to get hurt. It's yeah. so easy to come out of this going like. 
these two other people do not care about me. And so we had an, we had an, an incident on this trip where, uh, she's got some zoom calls. She's got some business meetings where they're talking about deliverables. Oh, and, uh, they drilling and, down? and everybody's got, everybody's got their deck and they're talking about their deck cause they're going to present their deck. And <laughs> I, and my, my daughter pokes her head in to her mother's business space and says, Hey, uh, daddy and I are going to go out to the coast to look at lighthouses uh, because whatever, that's what you do. There are a lot of lighthouses out here. Daddy and I are going to go look at some lighthouses. Mm -hmm. And her mom goes and bless her heart. I mean, bless her Mm -hmm. heart. She says, I want to come. Oh no, no, you can't come. And so. We would have planned something different. She puts her Zoom call on her phone. Oh no, John, John, what did, what did I just say? I know. John, this is why we don't do this. I know. And we get in the car. lived it. It's the worst. And the, and the, the medium one and I are looking at each other and we're doing the, like, we're Mm -hmm. doing the look over the shoulder at one another. Like, oh boy. Is she right in front? No, no, she's in, she's the medium. So she's in the back and, and mom is in the front with the, (laughs) with the zoom call whammo right there on the dash and the entire drive out Mm. over hill and dale and dune she mostly listening who uh your sister your sister partner well no because she's you know she's vp of she she has to participate in the call she's vp of vping so and we're driving by fort pulaski and i'm like so over there over there i'm leaning over the back of the seat so that's fort pulaski and you know and meanwhile the conference is happening so, so we can't talk the, the, the medium one and I can't talk. Of course. And we drive out and then we're, then we're out on the beach and we're, and we're looking for the lighthouse and the conference. And so by the time the conference is over, like technically we've seen the lighthouse. And so we had to have, you know, over dinner, we were like, ah, that, that didn't really work. We and able to- well, are we able to talk about it or was it well, we of, were. Was it a sore issue? No, we have to we have to talk about it because because yeah, because it didn't it mm-hmm. didn't work for for uh, wasn't wholesome uh, for mommy either, mm-hmm. right? But what 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 she was worried about was that we were going to go we, that I don't well, it's just natural, right? I worry about it too. That one day you're going to be at some uh some raising Arizona Christmas feast. Mm-hmm. With your sixty grandchildren all around the table, oh, and your grown daughter is going to go, like is going to go, Daddy. Remember all the lighthouses we used to tour? Did, and- did I ever tell you where I was when when my kid took his first step? No. Oh well, were you fam- a, were family- you showing your deck somewhere? Worse. Well, I see. I mean, I'm going to walk past that very good joke and make a different joke. But um, no, they were at the Bellagio. Um, I was at the very very purple house of the founder of Cirque du Soleil. In a different part oh. of Lost Wages. Because uh-huh. I was there to talk to their senior management team at their annual meeting. I remember. I remember that and, being your thing. Oh, by the way, kid just took some steps Ooh. here at the Bellagio. Maybe Ooh. we'll catch you at the buffet later. Ooh. My child uh. came home just the other day. <laughs> so much like a man I don't Planes to catch, there were bills to pay. Me, uh. I'm driving in my taxi. It's really not easy, and especially given, and you know, uh, given that I uh, have always made a living as a alternative. Yeah, and um, have never, alternate. I have all, I've never made a deck. Not a single time in my whole life have I made a deck. Hmm. I don't even know what it means. Mm-hmm. I just say it because it sounds funny. It is. It's very funny. What is a deck? I don't know. Uh, it's a thing. They talk about it all the time. Well, it used to be actual slides, and now it's just a bunch of pictures that don't mean anything that you watch in order. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a p- pictures it's a with like words swim words written on them, and then you read those words aloud, mm-hmm. and then go I next mean, slide, it, please. It would be like you know trying to do your quarterly paper on uh, an eye exam. So it's hard. It's hard. so. The, I think so the main what, character is E. What E E from the E? Because I'm doing a paper on an eye eye chart. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, that is good. The next issue. I'm going to start a show is, with uh, with the guy from Dilbert. There was a, me. there was a, there's, there, some, something came down the pipe, pike, something came down the pike. 
And she said over one of these dinners, like, oh, well, there's a, there's a big meeting in Argentina. <laughs> and I said, a big meeting in Argentina. Oh, sh- wait a minute. Okay. Sorry. I responded to that like me, not you. Yeah. That's, that's dangerously close to where you wanted your Jeep to break. Yes. A big, oh, you say there's a meeting in Argentina uh-huh. and not in Buenos I Aires. They have amazing steaks there. A different place in Argentina? Very good. I heard you'll be sick of steak for the first time in your life is what I heard. They do. They stick them on a sword and then they stick the sword in the fire. And then you have to fight. Sounds the, like a Dio song. The world's greatest Dio song. You have to fight the man with the steak sword. Then and bring you stick <laughs> on the sword right now. <laughs> yeah, the way you get jump, a steak jump. is that you fight him and then whatever stakes fly off of his sword belong to you. Oh, it's all every every battle is a high stakes battle. Oh, I, R- I used to well have done. a bell. I used to have a bell around here. I hate it all. Anyway, but, you're going to dry tortugas. Well, so, 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 but then there's the thing where she goes, but I have but, to work mm-hmm. and I don't want you guys to come down here and have an amazing time while I'm showing a deck in oh, a that's hotel a twist. somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Cause of the decks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I go, yes, I understand that 100%. Permit <laughs> me to rejoin that with this remark. <laughs> we will be coming with you. But. It's a terrible missed opportunity for you to go down to the Dry Tortugas and mm-hmm. for us not to come. The challenge is, how do we do both without trying to have it all? How do we do both without doing both? How do we get you the fun? Mm-hmm. Oh, without, as well as runway for your deck. As well as runway for your deck. How do we give you the space you need and the respect that you have earned this, well, is a, also, this is a project, John. This is not going to be is. a get in, get out. This is going to be like us in New Zealand. This is a long enough trip that this is worth really planning. Because because naturally she's going to go, well, yeah, of course our child doesn't want to sit and watch me put together a marketing deck. Of course she wants to go with you to look at so many lighthouses. Options, John. You could, she could be in that destined at that destination for the first whole part of the family's mm-hmm. trip. You you and your kid could stop somewhere north right. and drive. Like it's the, you know, again, I call it the first Toyota problem. The first Toyota off the line costs $120 million. The second one costs $1,800. Like it's the getting out of the U.S. and to South America that's the big part. Once you get there, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, just think anywhere between here and there, flying between major airports, you could have such an adventure. So many. And the, pro- the problem is that in most of these situations, it's very natural for the person that is going to the conference to say, look, I'm going to do this and uh, I'm flying to this place, but I'm not going to get to enjoy it. It's just a, it's just a long flight for me. And then a windowless conference. It's almost worse than a destination wedding. Why would you make all those people go to another continent to have a meeting? To have, to have no fun, right? To just have a meeting. It is especially cruel when you think of it that way. And so, and so then the person whose job it is that's forcing them to do that is like, and frankly, I would like it if you guys also had a bad time during that time, you know, yeah. like somehow, right? Like just at, at the very least, just stay home, but don't come and make and, and really put an exclamation point behind the fact that I'm in an interesting place and can't enjoy it. And I, so I've been on that side too. And it is, it is pretty miserable. Although yeah. me being how I am. You'd have to ask my family to get their side of this. But I think the truth is that I I have such a difficult time then keeping my head in the work, how whatever yeah. that work is. But also like I'm just racked with guilt about all the minutes I'm not spending with my family for this trip that was the whole reason we're there is because of the thing I'm doing. But it's just, you know, nobody ever mean nobody ever really means it when they say bring your family along, it'll be fun. Right. It can and- happen, but I don't think they ever actually mean that or they would make accommodations to turn this into something that makes more sense for everybody, not just the big, strong executive men who get to pick the dates, the place, and the conditions. And I think what we're trying to figure out as a family is we have to, we have to really put a strong border around one thing here, which is some of this isn't going to be fun. If I could say, John, protect, protect the deck at all costs. Protect the deck. Or as Wu-Tang would say, protect your deck. But protect your protect your deck. Well, you could get inspect the deck on it. I don't protecting your deck. The hardest part is to is to say, look, this is going. Part of this is going to suck. That's true. 
It's not a thing we can work around. It's not a thing that we can avoid. It's a thing that we have to lean into. This is going to suck. It's part of the adventure. It's part of the adventure. Mm -hmm. That's the That's part of a challenge zone. That might even be a danger. We don't do these things because they're easy. We do them because they're hard. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Although I would have said difficult. And in the, in the, (laughs) in the long run, right? What, what we're going to remember is the good part and not the bad part. And even if Hmm. 80% of it is bad and only 20% of it, we managed to to that's make what good. the adventure is. This is what I did not get for so long, John, is that yes. like, and if it helps to make the most reductive thing in the world, let's talk about Nora Ephron and this idea that everything is content. This will be a funny story someday. Yeah, but it's already a funny story right now. If you were better at this. If you're yes. better at this, you would understand that when we're in the yellow zone, we are we're probably not risking death any more than we would be in many other situations in life, but we are risking inconvenience and we're risking funny stories. That's really, if you think about it, that's kind of what it, I mean, what are, are you going to be like, like wound up in some kind of like, what is, oh God, what was that? Bananas, the Woody Allen movie, uh-huh. like where you're going to like be t- taken up in some kind of a revolution. I doubt that's going to happen. The worst thing that's going to happen is that how will you, how will you look in the funny stories? How did you conduct yourself? Uh-huh. Think about that before you make the plan. Well, that's and the I- best part. Even the story about driving out to the lighthouse while she's in a marketing meeting. Was she working on her deck or pitching? She's probably watching other decks at that point. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, like head of of sales is there and she's trying to figure. And then her deck's amazing. The CTO shows up Mm. and it's like, wait a minute, this is a product conversation we're having. And, uh, and uh, like, where's, where's the head of product? We don't even know. Head of product is somewhere. You got moved from parks to cruises. Head, head of product is right now on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, man, um, yeah. And so that's an anecdote, right? Two years from now, we're, we're still going to be <laughs> taking, we spent a quarter of a million dollars on this trip. <laughs> God. <laughs> so that's so where, wait, did you, that's so where wait, we're did at. you, did you have a, did you have a car? You drove to the lighthouse? We uh, rented a car. How many sides and what was it made of? The lighthouse. Uh, was it, was had, it a round lighthouse? It had 14 sides. Oh. And it was made. Oh, uh, ziggurats. <laughs> made of, it, was, it was made of two lighthouses made of dream. Whoa. Um, yeah. We, and, the, and we saw all kinds of crazy stuff. you had stuff. a car and you could drive there? Oh, yeah. We had a car. We drove to a lot of different lighthouses. We went to different places. In Charleston, I had a meetup. I know you don't like these. Oh, but, no, uh, no, no. What do you, why, why would you say something like that? Oh, I don't, I didn't mean that. Oh, no, no, me neither. No, no, I just, I don't like performing about buzzwords. So what I did was I went on the internet in a couple of different locations and I said, I'm going to be in Charleston. Does anybody want to hang out with me at a cafe? If anybody wants so, to ask kicking, meet me at the slave market in 45 minutes. Somebody wrote me a, 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 a man who is a, um, a professor of, of uh, psychology, psychiatry. Oh. Wrote me and said, uh, there's a cafe in the middle of the town that's a cool cafe. And I said, okay. And then I sent out another message on the social meads. And I said, yo, social meads. It's your boy. Um, I'm going to be I'm gonna be at this cafe at noon. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Six skate moves. You break know. dancing. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. And then um, as you know, my. T-shirts and bumper stickers. As my medium-sized child uh, uh, liked to say, there were nine people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of lot. them, two of them were under the age of three, so seven full people, two very child. Hmm. Interesting, um, and a completely interesting, amazing, weird gathering of totally awesome people. We all sat around for a couple of hours, having coffees and talking about our lives. But were you? Was there? Never mind. Were there no. people there that you were personally acquainted with, or was it no. all folks who were new to you? Never That's met exciting. any of them. That's exciting. Did, did many of them know each other? None of them knew each other. And it's exciting. I what's like crazy is that the that the professor of psychiatry is working in the same medical uh, college as um, there was a a young PhD student who was also working. You know, brand new to to that program. What, what's the What's the program there? I want to say there. No, it's UNC. There's UNC in North Carolina. What South Carolina is it? USC or no, this was something called, uh, it's 
Charleston Medical. Okay. It's called Ch- Chud or Chode or Chump or mm-hmm. it, it has a it has an acronym and it's a but it's a, a well regarded medical uh, facility. Like I'm a certification over at Chode. It, yeah, right, right. I went to I took. It's almost the same with prep school, Chode. isn't it? Chode. I know yeah. that I went to something called I think Chote. 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 That sounds right. like Chode. But so they were like uh, they started a crosstalk about like oh you know. I'm probably going to work with that person. Oh, you're going to love that person. You know, you'll see them next semester. And then you're all, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, and I'm like back whoa, over whoa, here. no, over here. But it was great. Was your middle-sized child me. there for this? Oh, she was. And she oh, loves I love it. that. And this was what social media used to be. Do you remember this? I do. And, I do. And it was the best of those times. I know. It was not the worst of those times. No. Where I would go to a town. I remember mm-hmm. doing this in St. Petersburg, Florida, where I was like, I'm in St. Pete. I went to military Somebody school said, there. Yeah, somebody said, let's go, why don't you meet us at this bar? Yeah. I went, there were like 24 people there. And this was back at a time when if you had 8,000 followers on Twitter, you were like some kind of big deal. See, but like, here's the thing, like, okay, I'm going to drop a name to you. Um, I, I, I don't think, you, it's not like you're trying to like say, oh, that's not a lot or it should be more or anything like that. A lot of my favorite stuff is just happenstance. You run into somebody. I can think of two examples right off the dome. Well, I'll give you one. Um I don't remember exactly how this happened, except it was at a Mac thing. And I think it was, I was doing something with a group a company I was working with. And I did like a little presentation in their booth. And this guy walks up and he's like, oh, Hey, I'm, I'm Joe. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, Hey Joe. And it's like, Oh, you know, uh, and so like he has to do the thing. And he's like, Joe, you know, I put out death cab records and I'm friends with Josh and Roderick. And I'm like, Oh shit. You're like the Elsinore records guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah. Joe Chilko. Yeah, yeah. I work at, no, he literally, he was in, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, he's a big deal in our small deal. Like, for me yeah. to be, meet, it's like learning, like, the other day, like, Spot from SST died. And it's like, wow, you know, Spot, he ruined a lot of good records, but God bless him. But, like, Joe had quite, oh, boy, the Husker Du could have been produced so much better. But, <laughs> but, but Joe, just, you know Joe, he's, like, a really cool guy. He's a really nice down-to-earth guy. And he's like, yeah, I work at Adobe now. And we got to bum around that day. And it's like, talk about a goddamn mitzvah. And now, like, we're, we're not, like, tight, but we've seen each other a couple times, and we talk to each other on the internet. And it wouldn't have happened if, you know, the phrase again, uh, Vonnegut's phrase from um, Slaughterhouse-Five, uh, meet again someday, if the accident will. Well, the accident willed that. And that's nice. Like, one meeting, getting to meet one cool person who then becomes your pal it's the best thing. And you're right. The social meds used to be good for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it used to be good for it because it felt like, I, mean, I don't want to go into this whole, like what the promise of the internet used to be or whatever, but that feeling of like, we should cover that someday though. I don't think we've ever touched on that. Have we? <laughs> but like all these people that yeah. I never would have met that mm-hmm. are just there living their lives in Charleston that I didn't, I didn't know about until, That's and the these adventure are, you need, John, right there. Yes. Honestly, these no are shit. I'm not even, I know you want to go out there and like have to climb out of a hole or something, escape an oubliette with your medium sized daughter. <laughs> but I'm saying that that might be one of the more enduring memories, positive memories of that experience. Well, and it's, and it's a constant reminder that the, the nine people, including two children, babies that came are just the ones that came. There are people listening to this show right now that are like, what? You were in Charleston? I didn't even know. You were selling like, a t-shirt? And it's, yeah, like, or no, the you ones that- No, no, you can't announce anything enough because you will <laughs> yeah. have already exhausted the patience of anybody who pays much attention to what you do while deriving zero benefit from the people who don't pay as much attention to you as they think. The one I was waiting for was when I posted a picture of myself in Savannah, a comment under it going, come to Charleston. That's the one. When are you coming to Charleston? I was just there two oh, days ago. Classic Roderick false flag operation. Just played there, actually. But no, that was, it's so life affirming. It is. It's yeah. life affirming to meet people that, um, you know, there, the, 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 the PhD student is 21 years old. This is going to, this might hurt your feelings. That can't be right. 21 years old. No, 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 no. no. That's an undergrad age. She's, well, she's, oh, she's smart, right? She's smart. Okay. And she grew up listening to Roderick on the line with her father and brother. Wait, so she's, tw- oh, John. She was 10 years old. Oh, that is so old. nice, but so bad. When, she's when the show started. Our show started 11. She was 10 when our show started. And she'll, she's grown up listening to it. Well, when and she's grown is, up, she's. Is, 
She's, she's survived. This she's show. 21 years old. And she is. Did she have just, a cut trail? Did you find out? That would be so inspiring. I'm, she's doing it right now. Her, I, I, I don't want to give too much away. No. But her program, her PhD program, is that she's feeding psilocybin to mice and then looking at what their brains do while they're tripping. So basically, in an academic, in an academic context, she basically said, let's get the mouse high. It's a whole new world. Because we used because to do that with a dog. We're, we're, I know. I you know. ever make a dog but, do a bong? Don't oh, do that. My, they don't have, they don't have the, the higher brain functions for that. My poor dog, Dave. When I lived in Spokane, oh, we had a dog named Dave. Dave was a lady dog. Mm-hmm. And she loved beer. And also, people gave her drugs. She was a great dog. But yeah, she was... For a while. It was tough. For, it was tough for Dave. Um, Dave saw a lot. Dave saw a lot. A thousand yards there. <laughs> Dave <laughs> saw through the curtain of the world. <laughs> This veil of tears. But so this young person, this 21-year-old person, knows as much about all the great shows as anybody does. Well, if I, I don't know if that's a person who still listens to the show, but like, I'm going to step out of my persona and the bit for a minute and say, hello. And hello. thank you. <laughs> hey. Uh, hello. Hi. Sorry for any of the damage we've done. Well, you know, yeah, Chris Ballou's children us. grew up listening to no, this show, and now they're fully grown people. The vice presidents of the USA? Uh, the, yeah, they're, they're the, they're the <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. They're not even medium sized. All right. Yeah. I, well, I want to leave. Um, give me a good lesson to bring this all home on. This is a fantastic story. The reason I'm stopping you, John, is because yes. I want to leave. Yes. Um, I ate two large coffee cakes. I oh. thought I was saving one for my kid, but I guess I wasn't. Um, they're both cakes and they're both also coffee. Here's the lesson that I want to get uh, out to everybody. Are you guys, a, are you guys listening the fuck up? Hey, hey, Dr. 21, are you listening? I think we now all have an obligation to travel within our own country. We all need to go to the other side of the country from what we think of as home. Oh, maybe like, like pick the part where you roll your eyes. Like you go, exactly. like, is it Utah? Is it, um, you know, again, maybe Mississippi. If you um, had asked me two weeks Mexico. ago to picture Charleston, South Carolina and the people that live there mm-hmm. and where they are, uh, on in politics and what the country needs and how the people of South Carolina are. Standing, oh, you would have made this noise. Pah! I would have had a lot to say about it. That would have been almost entirely bullshit. A lot of reckons, a lot of reckon and going to Charleston, South Carolina for three or four days and meeting people in a cafe has done more labor in terms of m- giving me food for thought and also mm-hmm. challenging my but is it a good my, feeling also do you allow yourself to have a nice feeling about it it's the best yeah it's the best i feel more invigorated in a long time because i realized what a how little i knew and what a dumbass i was and how i don't know anything about south carolina i know more now than i ever did and that makes me feel better not worse it makes me feel more hopeful not less oh my gosh then, i love this it really is so, so difficult to stay dumb when you meet new people. Bah, there it is. And I don't need to, we used to say like, oh, go travel, broaden your mind. And it's like, oh yeah, go to Goa and take a bunch of ecstasy and dance to the happy Mondays. That's what I thought in 1988. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like go, go to the part of the, of your own country where you feel like they least resemble you and <laughs> yeah. spend a week there just living with them and getting to know people and just, just, just going to bars and cafes. You'll forgive my saying. I think that sounds like a very uh, healthy and wholesome trip for everybody who you've told me the truth about. Yes. I bet it was fun for some more than others, but you know, it's nice to have a deck done and have it be a good deck that people like. It is. And I think it's good in the end. You get a better, you get a better sense of product. It's like I still always over there working on product, huh? I think that guy's not. What about he's integration? Not, he's not integration. working on product anymore, frankly. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Lost wages, lost 